Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. High formation, toss to McCaffrey. Big hole, and he runs out across the 30, breaks a tackle, he's gone. Touchdown! C-M-C! We're halfway through the show here on Herd Out Sports Radio on AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. And we are just a couple days away now from your Omaha Supernovas kicking off the inaugural Pro Volleyball Federation match against the Atlanta Vibe. That's on Wednesday, January 24th at 7 p.m. at the CHI Health Center. You can get your single game or season tickets at supernovas.com and you'll get a chance to witness world-class talent as the Supernovas take on the vibe. You'll have NCAA champions, All-Americans, Olympians. You will have the best collection of volleyball talent you will ever see. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your Major League Volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas. Again, supernovas.com for tickets and more information. Uh, Wanted to touch on something that Sam said about Michigan. Mm. Because obviously they, they want Jim Harbaugh back. Yeah. I disagree that NFL teams would have to be sort of out there to hire him. Because he was very successful in the NFL. Right, right. He made three NFC Championship games. He made one Super Bowl. And I believe his worst year, looking it up now, I believe his worst year was 8-8. Eight and eight, And that's what got him fired. Um, what really got him fired was he's kind of difficult to work with sometimes. Um, and that there was sort of a power struggle in the organization. But this is a guy that has been dramatically more successful in the NFL than a lot of coaches that get next opportunities, right? He's been successful everywhere he's gone. His record in the NFL is 44 and 19. That's almost a 70% winning percentage. He is a wildly successful NFL head coach. And he's a wildly successful college head coach. He's just a good football coach. Yeah. So I disagree that an NFL team would have to be a little crazy to hire him. I do think San Diego's – or gosh, I'm going to do that for the rest <laughs> of my life. I do think the Chargers are the best fit because of their personnel, because of Justin Herbert's skill set versus what we've seen uh, Harbaugh coach well out of the quarterback, out mm-hmm. of the quarterback position. But I think any team with an open position should want Jim Harbaugh. Um, I think he's – Probably at this point, I mean, I don't know if he's a better candidate than Bill Belichick, but I have more questions about Bill Belichick at this stage of his career than I do about Jim Harbaugh. Okay? Yeah. So that being said, I think it's more likely than not that he is not at Michigan next year. Mm -hmm. Because even if it's not the Chargers, the Falcons are interviewing him for a second time. 
Uh, I believe he's interviewed somewhere else as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. But if you're any if you're any NFL franchise, it makes sense to me that you want to hire Jim Harbaugh. That makes me wonder, okay, who should Michigan hire? Mm-hmm. Sam mentioned Sharon Moore, yeah. the offensive coordinator, as the logical successor to Jim Harbaugh. But we actually already have someone who has done that job, and that's David Shaw, former Stanford head coach. Yeah. David Shaw has literally been the successor to Jim Harbaugh before. And I know you're going to look at his record and say, okay, but what happened those last four years? And I'm happy to tell you what happened those last four years. Stanford re-tightened their admission requirements because they had loosened them for Jim Harbaugh. That's the only reason he took the job or kept the job. And they had allowed that to stay with David Shaw. And then they got a new president, I believe, in 2017, 2018, and they tightened those back up. So they had made some exceptions, like a lot of schools do, to help their student-athletes get enrolled. They tightened those back up, and you couldn't get players at Stanford anymore. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason they were terrible before Jim Harbaugh, and it was the same reason that David Shaw fell off. But David Shaw had eight years before that happened. Mm -hmm. He never won fewer than eight games. Mm-hmm. He won double-digit games four, five times. Excuse me, five out of his eight years, he won at least ten games. Okay, and then the other two were not, or the other three were nine wins, nine wins, and eight wins. This is a guy that was very, very successful at a place that is maybe more like Michigan than most jobs in the country in terms of academic requirements, things like that. Now we obviously know Michigan is a little bit more lenient on letting athletes. Let their, letting their coaches recruit athletes than Stanford is, right? Because Stanford basically operates like an Ivy League school. Yeah. For a while there, when Harbaugh was good and when David Shaw was good, they didn't operate like an Ivy League mm-hmm. school. I think David Shaw makes a ton of sense in Michigan. Yeah, I'm just curious because <clears throat> Mich- I'm j- the bar for Michigan is just so high at the moment. It is. And I'm just curious if... You know, nine wins, eight wins. If that's a big enough name. That and just like in general, if like because of how much change is going to happen for Michigan, you know, J.J. McCarthy's out. Let's just say, obviously, we're talking about a head coaching position, new head coaching position. Does that bring other assistant new coaches with him if, uh, you know, their um, old offensive line OC coach goes mm-hmm. um or doesn't get the head. Jo- I'm saying if he doesn't get the head co- coaching job, does, does he, he say there? I'm out? Same with Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. So I'm curious at that point. Then let's just say a nine and eight win season comes with David Shaw to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Does that suffice for where they think their program's at? Do they realize that it's you know they've got to turn over again? Um, I don't know. So it's, I feel like it's an interesting. I mean, no matter the situation, ever putting a new head coach in a you know, a power five schools always crazy. But I think when you add just the success Michigan had last year with the whole mm-hmm. mess and then a Jim Harbaugh on top of it, it really is an interesting situation. I also think Michigan is a really unique football program in the sense of the way they think of themselves. Yeah. Right. Because Michigan is very proud of their academics mm-hmm. as they should be. Mm-hmm. It's a very good school. And, but they, they actually care about that even within the athletic department. Yeah. Right. So, Part of the appeal of David Shaw is like, okay, he's already led a program similar to yeah. this, yeah. right? Um, it's the same kind of thing at Notre Dame, yeah. right? Guys that have, although Notre Dame sort of puts 
athletics in a different bucket more so than Michigan does. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're an SEC school, you're an ACC school, you're just trying to hire a football coach, right? Yeah. Like, you are just trying – you don't care if you're Alabama, if Kalen DeBoer can navigate the admissions requirements. I mean, whatever they may be, I think, for Alabama, it's just being literate is the admissions requirement. But the – admissions requirement for Alabama, they don't care about that. They're like, how good of a football coach are you? Mm -hmm. Michigan does care about that, like pretty dramatically. And so I don't know that you can just go out and get a good football coach, right? I don't know if you can go out and just get a guy. So hiring from within makes sense for that reason, right? But there's a reason they're so obsessed with like the Michigan man thing. Mm -hmm. David Shaw is a Stanford man, not that different in terms of the things they value. Yeah. Right? And so that's why it's a weird job for me if it comes open again, because the one time they kind of went outside that mold with Rich Rodriguez, they fired him as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think Jim Harbaugh is best at as a head coach? Like, what is his attribute that has made him successful? That's a good question. Because I feel like when we talk about Jim Harbaugh, we don't, we don't talk about, like, what makes him a great coach. We talk about his quirkiness, or we talk about yeah. the uh, similar storyline he's had at most places and how just, like, some fishy things usually lie under the water. Um, but he always finds a way to get it done. And, like, yeah. no matter if people are questioning him, Jim Harbaugh can. But when it comes to, like, you know, um, let's just say he did. Let's just say he was retiring the same way Nick Saban was this season. Everyone very quickly was like, Nick Saban does this. His secret talent is this. Mm -hmm. He's really good at developing this. And then when it comes to Jim Harbaugh, it's like, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He'll, he'll find a way. I don't know. I'm just curious like what his best attribute is as a football mind or football head coach. I know he comes from a lineage of coaches and the football world. Um, but it just makes me, I just don't feel like we ever, that's not a top of conversation when you hear the word Jim Harbaugh head coach. That's a super interesting question. And one that I haven't necessarily thought about that much. My instant reaction is kind of quarterbacks and offense. Cause yeah. that's his background, right? Yeah. Obviously he was a quarterback in the NFL. Um, he like mentored Andrew Luck into being Andrew Luck. Um, he mentored Josh Johnson at San Diego into being an NFL quarterback from a pretty low level mm-hmm. of football. Um, but that's not really a ton of what he's done at Michigan. Yeah. He did it with Colin Kaepernick at, at San Francisco. Uh, you, save that question for DB. Okay. We're going to talk to DB at 9. I, I want to ask him that question because that's a really good question. And Food for thought. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something I hadn't thought about. Uh, coming up next, though, we're going to talk to Kent Pavelka, the play-by-play voice for Nebraska basketball, and uh, we will talk to him about this current team, about Danny Nee, and everything in between here on Herd Sports Radio.